BDSM, Kim Kardashian, child porn, sex harnesses on teddy bears. Words that you'd never expect to be in the same country, never mind, mashed together in the same outrageous news cycle that is modern America in 2022. Today, we tell you what every parent needs to know about the Balenciaga ad scandal. It's as if the whole celebrity fashion culture is toxic and sick beyond repair. Who knew? And what the World Cup soccer games teach us about the world. This is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End, on Tim Hatch, live. Welcome in, everybody. It is 7.30 p.m., and this is what I get for taking off a week off The Deep End. The world just goes continually nuts, and then I have to kind of go back over the last two weeks and report to you from a Christian worldview of what's going on. So welcome to Deep End Season 6, Episode 14. My name is Tim. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Give the beard some love, and make sure that you are hitting that notification thing there so that you can always get notified on your smartphone when we go live. So did I say like subscribe notification bell like subscribe notification bell we are going to do a new segment on the deep end because um i am a parent and i love my kids i'm sure there are many who love their kids who are parents out there usually every parent loves their kids sometimes too much but i want to do a new segment called what every parent needs to know about because this is something that we have got to do better in the church and that is tell parents look this is the truth it's coming from your pastor. It's coming from a minister. It's coming from someone who knows the scriptures. Here's what you need to know about what's going on in this particular issue. So with that in mind, what every parent needs to know about the Balenciaga ad scandal. Warning, if you've got kids watching, there are some graphic references. I will not put graphic pictures up, at least not overtly graphic pictures, but just warning for you who are watching with the little ones, maybe press pause and scoot them out of the room for the next few moments as we talk about something that could potentially harm them. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 42, if you cause one of these little ones, that is children, who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. Uh, point Jesus took the harm of children very seriously. By the way, I hate the phrase, all sins are the same. They are not the same. When you hurt a child, you commit an egregious act in the eyes of God. When you kill the innocent in the womb, you commit a heinous sin in the eyes of God. The sin against children is a particular evil in almost every Christian culture and has become a particular evil in our culture because of Christian influence in this culture. And I am looking forward to the day of judgment when the Lord will vengefully punish every child abuser or person who took advantage of children at the last judgment. Which is why even in our sexually perverse culture in the West, a recent ad by Spanish fashion design company Balenciaga who I never even knew existed until this week, went viral and drew outrage and was immediately scrapped. The ad, of course, maybe you've heard about it, maybe you have not, involved children with sex sexually suggestive images. Now, I'm gonna put it on the screen because it's not overtly se sexual, but this was the ad campaign. Now, these are pictures from different ad campaigns, just so you know. They went out in succession over the weekend, and it is a child dressed in black on a bed holding a teddy bear with chains, and the teddy bear is dressed in BDSM attire. I guess this is uh, bondage attire for sexual craziness. You, you can just figure it out for yourself. The dragons are black on the wall, it seems. Um, a lot of black, a lot of dark imagery here. Balenciaga thought that this would be a cute idea. I don't know for selling to who, but I guess they think there's an audience for this. Um, in one pick there on the bottom right, put it up big screen for you. That was a picture in one of their ad campaigns, and those documents in the ad are from the 2008 United States versus Williams Supreme Court decision, which prohibited the pandering of explicit child imagery uh, and child pornography. Well, this exploded all over the internet, TikTok, Twitter, everywhere. Everybody's ex ex uh, extremely upset about this ad, this tasteless disgusting ad no one can understand why you would use teddy bears and children 
and involve and integrate BDSM attire into an ad like this. It is full-on madness. Anyway, Balenciaga is in full retreat mode and blame mode. A disavowing and blaming the production team for their work. Balenciaga claims they had no knowledge of it. They pulled the ads immediately. They shut down their Instagram account. They issued one final Instagram post apologizing and talking about the fact that there is an internal investigation going on. And they blamed the photographers and the production assistants or whatever for this photo shoot for what happened. It's all lies. It's all lies. And I'm going to show you why. First off, a photo shoot is not a simple process. Our church, where I pastor, does simple photo and video stuff, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of manpower to put all of that together. You need several hands involved, several eyes on the project, and in this case, in a high fashion uh, you know, business, I am sure that they had untold numbers of parties involved. Think about the parents of the children, the photographers, the creative art directors, the copywriters, the web designers, the set designers, the, de the design agency staff, the producers, the managers, the photoshoppers, you know, the advertisers, the people who take the ad and sell it to the magazine. Not one of them stopped and said, hmm, hang on a minute. This is a kid with a BDSM uh, laden teddy bear. No, no one said anything because this was planned. This is purposeful. This is exactly where the culture is going to go. The sexualization of children is upon us. And every once in a while, the dam cracks open just a little bit more. Ironically, Balenciaga is a company that cut ties with Kanye West over his Jewish comments a few weeks ago, but this was in the works. So Kanye talks about the Jews, canceled, but BDSM attire on teddy bears with kids in the picture, cool. Balenciaga is also known for all kinds of perverse images involving children, such as this model, one of Balenciaga's top models, uh, Lada Volkova whose name sounds like an Austin Powers nemesis. Uh, here she is draped in red with um, baby dolls drenched in red paint, which is, I guess is supposed to be pictured as blood. Uh, this lady, um, Lada Volkova, also privatized her Instagram account on the heels of this great scandal. She has been one of the main stylists at Balenciaga since 2014. She has also been in a relationship with an accused pedophile. Um, she is sporting that dress at this fashion show. Again, this is what passes for, I guess, art. Uh, the modern art movement is a complete travesty and disaster. It is insanity. And every once in a while, again, the dam cracks open. You see what these people really are about. So Balenciaga is blaming the photographer and um, the artist design set people. And, you know, just kind of passing the buck and doing their internal investigations. This is the photographer's uh, Twitter account from July 31st of this year. Interestingly enough, he chose to tweet out, quote, why restrict child porn but not guns? Um, and that picture in his tweet is him in front of his house with all of his guns. <laughs> his name is Gabriel Gallimberti. This uh, tweet, I guess, is comparing laws against guns to laws against child porn. Who compares laws about guns to laws about child porn? Why, seriously, why does your mind go there? I mean, you have the gun control conversation, but are we really going to put those two issues like on the same level in any stratosphere of the universe? It's just kind of weird. There's no one that's proponing, uh, there's no proponents for unlimited child porn except the complete sickos. Um, but there's about half the country is, is good with gun freedom. Uh, anyway, this should be expected from the elite class in the Hunger Games world in which we live in. You know, the capital people who dress funny and tell us that we're all stupid and moronic and get us to fight each other. Balenciaga is also known for selling rich morons garbage. Literally, and this next photo is for real, Balenciaga sells a trash pouch. Yes, this is a $1,800 pocketbook that looks like a trash bag, and this is considered um, <laughs> expensive luxury. I don't know. They also sell out. They also sell worn out uh, sneakers with the Balenciaga scribbled on the heels of the sneakers. This pair of sneakers in particular goes for $1,700 if you're interested in wearing those sneakers that will last for about a week. Um, they also sell these men's stain Stan, men's Stan Smith shoes, $950. They look like uh, something that you'd see on your local middle school 
janitor's feet, but they are $950 with the name Balenciaga on it. Now, this is not the first time that Balenciaga also has alluded to child sexuality in their advertisement campaigns. This photo also was dug up from a spring 2023 fashion campaign. It's an ad featuring a model sitting at a desk in a New York high-rise building. And way in the back corner, and you can't really see it on my screen, but if you go online and look up this ad, you can enlarge the picture and see that there's a book on the table. The book is by Michael Boromans, and the book is called Fire from the Sun. The book features realistic paintings of young, nude children. Some of the children appear to be covered in blood and or castrated. Look, I looked at the pictures as I did the research. I couldn't avoid it. And I will not put them up on the screen. They are uncalled for and disgusting, but this is what modern fashion designers think is artistic, is creative, is high-end. It is disgusting. Anyway, this is the high fashion world getting exposed. And where is the news media in all of this? The answer? Nowhere to be found. Absolutely nowhere to be found. That's why I do this channel for Christians so that you can learn what's going on and you can understand what's happening in our world by the cultural movers and shakers who claim to be freedom lovers and tolerant when they are anything but. So far, the only outlet that is reported on all this scandal uh, is the Daily Mail. Every other outlet has kind of like kind of alluded to it because they have a relationship with Kim Kardashian and other celebrities. But the Daily Mail is actually calling it out saying, just in a coincidence, photos from scrapped Balenciaga campaign feature book by artists whose works include castrated toddlers after bondage, teddy bears, fiasco, and hidden child porn docs. Um, that's the title of the, <laughs> the long title of the article from the Daily Mail. They at least are reporting on it. And yes, our celebrity class is complicit in this craziness. Uh, Kim Kardashian, who has a huge financial stake with Balenciaga and their products, says she's, quote, disgusted and outraged over the ad featuring children. Uh, she has also decided to, quote, reevaluate her words, reevaluate her working relationship with the designer. Don't think too hard, Kim. After all, we all know it's just children being sexualized. If Balenciaga had said the N-word, of course, you would cut them off completely. The media news outlets would report on this until kingdom come, and no one would ever even utter the word Balenciaga again. But they didn't say the N-word. No, they just sexualized children. That's, that's okay. That's not nearly as bad as saying the N-word. Of course, I don't support saying the N-word either. I'm just talking about the cultural hypocrisy of our current age. This is the culture. Sexualize the kids? Hmm, maybe we shouldn't. Say the N-word, except in rap songs and Dave Chappelle monologues? Definitely not. Another celebrity very well known for wearing Balenciaga is Nicole Kidman. She posted a photo literally seven days ago wearing this Balenciaga dress on her Instagram. It is there until this morning, actually. And this is the Hollywood elite class saying that they really do hate your family. They hate Christianity. And they are literally under the control of the devil himself. Ironically, Balenciaga's Instagram account now looks like this, completely blank, 14.3 million followers, and the only post that they have on their site is their apology for this mess. There is one bright spot in the world of at least somewhat notable people calling out this madness. Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup of the LA Rams has slammed Balenciaga over their con controversial ad campaign. Uh, good for you, Cooper Cup. By the way, Cooper Cup is a born-again Christian, a strong, devout evangelical, and at least someone, and I know it's not everyone, but at least someone is speaking up. Now, you might say, why are you even covering this? Because even the secularists, even unbelievers think that this is madness. And I would like to say, yeah, that's true. But let me add one little qualifier. Most people think this is outrageous for now. And I emphasize for now. They, 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 they agree with you for now that the sexualization of children is uncalled for. But again, for now. Let me introduce you to a concept called the Overton window. The Overton window looks like this, and this is a philosophy of how ideas that were formerly unthinkable in a culture eventually not only become acceptable, they become policy by the culture. And this has happened throughout human history. We can document it in the scriptures. We can talk about it throughout the Greek, Roman, and ancient pagan worlds. And now it is happening in 2022 in the cultural West. 
So an idea starts way out on the fringes of society with this unthinkable, that will never happen. And then it gets, and it just becomes remonikered to radical and then acceptable. I, I might not approve of it, but I can tolerate it. That, that actually becomes sensible in our minds, then popular, and then before you know it is policy. They did this with gay marriage, by the way. Did you know that in 1993, almost everyone in this country considered gay marriage an impossible reality? But today, after the Senate just passed the Respect for Marriage Act, which seeks to enshrine homosexual uh, marriage into law in this country, a recent poll showed that Americans favored the law 70% to 30%. So if you stand for biblical marriage, you are in the vast minority in this country. How do you go from almost everyone against it in 1993 to an overwhelming majority for it? You get cultural movers and shakers to start doing your bidding. They produce movies. They create content. They shape and change you subtly at first, uh, subversively at first, through narratives um, in shows like Law and Order, subversively, or outright exploration of it, such as movies like Brokeback Mountain. And little by little, the cultural needle shifts in the favor of the secularists and the progressives and the ungodly. So they take an acceptable, unacceptable idea like 1993 gay marriage in Hawaii starting to become legalized. It moves into why having two dads is a blessing and how it profits for children to have them. And after all, it's better than ending up in the foster system. Then it becomes popular when they start creating romantic comedies with homosexual themes. And Disney movies now feature homosexual romances amongst the lead animated characters. And then finally, it becomes policy with the Respect for Marriage Act. This is what they have done for the last 30 plus years. I have had a front row seat to this as a biblical Christian and pastor, and it will also take place in regards to the sexualization of children. You think it's impossible now? That's exactly what they said about gay marriage back then. So you better strap on your seatbelt and ride with Christ because the world is deteriorating very quickly and your soul is at stake. By the way, the pro-gay Disney film called Strange World flopped big time at the box office over Thanksgiving weekend. It was um, a $140 million uh, project. It only made about $18 million over the weekend. It is definitely going to lose approximately $100 million for Disney. Uh, Brianna Wu, who I've talked about on the deep end before, tweeted out, if you thought conservatives freaked out over Lightyear, they're going to blank the bed over Strange World, which is great. Main protagonist is gay. Older people don't find it remarkable. Biracial marriage, almost no one is white. Climate change metaphor, even the dog is disabled. Wow, imagine being celebrated and having your Twitter account not suspended when you celebrate the fact that a show has oh, no white characters. Well, sorry to say, Brianna Wu, but the show flopped and people don't want the sexualization of kids involved in the entertainment of their kids. They just want to go to the movies to escape reality, not be programmed by a new reality. And so again, it is, a of, it is a matter of for now. Again, it's a matter of for now. The Overton window is a real thing. And you have got to be aware of this. You've got to be armed in your mind about the fact that your, your society is not culturally neutral and it never will be. And what the Balenciaga saga tells us is that there is a undercurrent of sexualizing minors. It starts with the cultural movers and shakers in the power places of our society, and it trickles down slowly through subversive messaging in almost every reign and area of our society, and eventually it will hit your home. You've got to put up your guard. You've got to be ready for this. You've got to take a stand for righteousness and truth with regards to your kids. For now, teachers who promote um, pedophilia and redefining pedophilia as minor attracted persons, for now, they lose their jobs. Except sometimes they also find a new job with uh, a, a distinguished hospital such as Johns Hopkins University and, and their hospital. Uh, that is the case of Alan Walker, who we've talked about on the deep end before. For now, uh, President Joe Biden's non-binary nuclear official gets charged with stealing a $2,000 piece of luggage at the airport. And for now, stealing someone else's $2,000 luggage piece at the airport gets you suspended from your job. By the way, he was not just non-binary. He was a puppy play, puppy sex-loving play 
weirdo freak. And <laughs> evidently a couple of weeks ago, because he's been suspended for a few weeks by the administration, he stole somebody's bag at the airport, then claimed he didn't, then called the police and said, I lied and knew what was coming. And so he had to confess. For now, for now, the guy gets arrested and gets called out on the carpet. For now, uh, Drag Queen Story Hour is simply just talking to kids about stories. But then every once in a while, they say the quiet part out loud. Watch. I read to kids in drag for a nonprofit called Drag Queen Story Hour. Drag Queen Story Hour uses drag to promote literacy, teach about queer lives, and spark kids' imagination. Yes, for now. <laughs> Here they are, literally saying it. We exist. We exist to promote literacy and teach kids about queer lives. How do you have a discussion with a kid about queer lives? You have a discussion about sex and genitals. That's the only way. What does it mean to be queer? How do you explain queer without including sexual conversation? So listen, when people tell you who they are, believe them. And outrage ensues in regards to Supreme Court Justice Amy Comey Barrett as she faces calls to recuse herself from a case coming before the court regarding um, a website designer, Christian website designer, who does not want to make wedding sites or wedding pages for same-sex couples because of their Christian faith. And so now... The cultural movers and shakers are going to win the day by forcing this woman to recuse herself. Now, she has not in any way uh, succumbed to their pressure. The reason why they are putting pressure on her is because she belonged to a Christian group, a Catholic charismatic group called Peoples of Praise. I think she's still a member of it. Uh, she was also on the board of directors at a Christian school that upheld Christian marriage beliefs. How dare she? Anyway, this is the movement of our age. The evil people are called righteous and the righteous people are called evil. This is the tolerance of the intolerant LGBTQIA plus movement. And at some point, ladies and gentlemen, at some point, we've got to ask this very important question. What does the plus sign stand for? What does it stand for? I mean, it's always there, isn't it? And everyone who's on the side of the LGBTQ, LMNOP, IA plus people, can I ask you to tell me what the plus stands for? I don't know if we understand that it's very clear that L stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual. Why the plus? Do we need to go anywhere else? Plus begins with P. Hmm. You see, I'm old enough to remember a few things that some of the younger people who pay attention to this podcast need to know. I remember how much garbage was in the pride agenda before they whitewashed themselves to become culturally acceptable. Like telling Nambla to no longer attend the pride parades a few years back. Nambla, N-A-M-B-L-A. What is Nambla? Well, that's just the North American Man-Boy Love Association, a very real thing that still in existence today and was one of the founding movements of the Gay Pride Organization. This is a page from their own website talking about the Stonewall Riots and the movement that began in the 1960s at the Greenwich Village uh, uh, Stonewall Inn where a police raid turned bloody and gay rights and gay pride was born. The article that they post on their website says, quote, responsible gay organization calls NAMBLA a responsible gay organization spawned by the gay community has been in every major march. NAMBLA is a bona fide participant in the gay and lesbian movement and deserves strong support. That's what they used to say about the NAMBLA movement before they decided to turn the product on kids and work with Disney. I'm old enough to remember in 2000 when the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, decided to defend NAMBLA in court as they represented a male child rapist. Yes, a male child rapist who was brought to court by the victims of the child, uh, parents of the uh, victim, the child, uh, because he was part of NAMBLA. So back in Massachusetts in the early 2000s, a child was raped by two men and the parents who loved their child fought for their child's uh, defense and they brought this person to court and then they brought Nambler to court because he was part of their organization. And the ACLU stepped in and went on full defense mode for a child rapist. See, see, this has been happening for decades and you need to know history because they have been whitewashing it and I've watched it happen for 20 plus years. 
This is nothing new to people who know the Bible. Of course, we should understand that the world in which Christianity was born was very amoral, just like the one we are seeing today. It was very hypersexualized. You need to know that in ancient Greece, pedophilia was a rite of passage. You became a man by being sodomized by a grown man. That's literally what happened in ancient Greece. It was a acceptable practice. And then Christianity came along and brought marriage between a man and a woman and monogamy and purity into the cultural conversation and literally changed the world for the better. Did have some black points, yes, absolutely. But overall, changed the world for the better. Introduced hospitals and care for widows and the protection of children and the removal of child labor and establishing the rights of children and individuals. But then the secular progressive sexualized cult took over and expanded those immorality, expanded those rights into immorality as we are seeing today. And we are headed right back. We are headed right back to the insanity of yesteryear. It is all a sign of the times. It is all a sign that Jesus Christ is coming again. As Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, aka Amy Comey Barrett, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse. Look at that line, from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, again, I want to make sure you understand this. Evil is not neutral. It doesn't stay put. It's like a spider. It's always spinning out a new web material, always moving further and further into a tangle. And all that I have said about Balenciaga thus far applies to the next segment on the show today, the Deep End Commentary. When you don't know what to know. Or when you want to know what to know. Scared and don't know what to believe. Turn to the deep end commentary. commentary. <laughs> okay, the deep end commentary. Let's talk about um, the World Cup uh, football as most of the world calls it, but we Americans, because we have to change everybody else's culture, we like to call it soccer. So the World Cup of Soccer is in full swing in the um, Persian Gulf country of Qatar, or Qatar. I'm not sure exactly how you say it. Maybe in the comments you can let me know below. I believe you say Qatar. It looks like Qatar, but let's just call it Qatar. So the U.S. soccer team, the men's team, um, has been reduced to woke spokesmanship. And I want to trademark that term, woke spokesmanship. If you ever hear it again, I said it first. <laughs> what is woke spokesmanship? It means you stand up for human rights. You stand up for the little people. It stands, you stand against the, the human right abuses of foreign countries, but only in certain areas of their foreign uh, of their human rights abuses. So this news came out a few weeks ago. Like I said, I always hate when I take a week off because so much happens. The U.S. men's soccer team changes the logo to promote gay pride at the World Cup now. The country of Qatar, which is a Muslim country, said you can't put that on your shirts or jerseys and you can't wear that anywhere in the public spaces. So the U.S. men's team acquiesced and to stand up for LGBT people, they decided to rebrand their logo only for their private team headquarters and private team parties. Uh, they are all about taking a stand against the human rights in Qatar, the human right abuses in Qatar. Well, not all the human rights abuses, like the slave labor that is ex existent in Qatar or the Islamic State law against Christians. No, no, no. They don't care about those abuses. Those, those aren't necessary to stand against. Just the ones that keep men from having sex with each other. And so... They did this whole uh, woke stand and um, it kind of just kind of slid under the radar and they really can't do anything about it. Other countries did too. We'll get to what Germany did, which was hilarious. Uh, this particular piece in the Washington Examiner, the title is U.S. Men's Soccer Team Ditches American Colors for the Gay Pride Flag to, quote, take a stand, end quote. And I have been saying this on this channel for some time. What's the over-under for the number of decades before we do replace the Star Spangled Banner with the gay pride gay pride flag i mean seriously when is it going to happen it is it is on the way <laughs> these again the dam is cracking and it is on the way so this article ends by saying at least the u.s men's national team will make a brave stand by wearing a logo with slightly different colors for all two months that they care about what's going on in qatar their brave and bold stance is temporary but the gushing media headlines will last forever it would be nice 
If we could have a patriot U.S. team that calls attention to human rights issues without sacrificing American imagery, it would be nice if they called attention to all the issues in the World Cup's host country, including slave labor and religious persecution, and not just the ones that play well in American woke corporate media. But this is woke spokesmanship. You only you only speak up about the things that the woke scolds, the people with the money care about, really. But this brings me to a discussion here on the Deep End Commentary about what the World Cup says about the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a coming clash of cultures between Islam and the cultural West. And when I say the cultural West, I mean the modern cultural West, as in the cultural West that says a family can be anything we decide. Dads don't really matter. Gay is okay. Your gender is your choice. And it's only your body, your choice. If you're talking about killing your kid and not the vaccine mandates. And that is the cultural modern West. And there is a coming clash between that culture which America is a large exporter of, and the Islamic culture, which is quite a substantial piece of the world. And these two cultures are about to collide. And the World Cup is giving us kind of like a preview of coming attractions here. You know how the sexual progressives like to say that America was built on xenophobia and racism, where Christian colonialists came to a country and forced their culture and religion on the poor, innocent Native Americans who were living at total peace with each other, like the blue people in Avatar. You know how we're getting that constantly indoctrinated into our kids through the public school systems, through the university systems. Watch, by the way, Goodwill Hunting sometime, and note when Matt Damon's character references Howard Zinn's A People History of the United States to basically annihilate America as any kind of a noble country. That was all part of a reprogramming of our country to reimagine our country through the lens of it's all hateful bigotry in the name of Christianity, and we need to be dispensed of it quickly. Well, this is just kind of funny because the same people who say that Christians in the past had no right to force their culture or views on these people who lived a certain way that was different from them are now getting turnabout. The old saying, turnabout is fair play, right? I bring you this tweet from a guy named Grant Wall. He is an American sports journalist and a soccer analyst for CBS Sports. And he tweeted out just now, Security guard refusing to let me into the stadium for the USA-Wales match. Quote, you have to change your shirt. It's not allowed. End quote. And he's wearing a gay pride flag soccer shirt. <laughs> There's so many words involved in this whole movement. Anyway, he was escorted into a security room, had to remove his shirt and change. And then he did what all Americans do. He whined about it. He complained. He said, how dare they, right? Because in an Islamic country, they don't value homosexuality, and they don't want you to promote their values on them. And they also prohibited at the games any endorsement or any visual endorsement of homosexuality on the players or in the stands. And this is called a culture holding fast to its values. And so I could imagine that Grant Wall would be the first to say at a university class in America that, yes, Christian colonialists were audacious in forcing their values on the unsuspecting Native Americans of this country. How dare they push their values where they weren't accepted? But then he's going to complain when his values aren't accepted in another culture. Yeah, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy who gets turned about and turned about as fair play. In fact, someone from Qatar tweeted out, quote, as a Qatari, I am proud of what happened. I don't know when Westerners will realize that their values aren't universal. There are other cultures with different values that should be equally respected. Let's not forget that the West is not the spokesperson for humanity. Holy smokes, I am agreeing with a Catharian, <laughs> a Muslim Catharian. But yes, let's, let's Christians remember this too, by the way. Let's Christians remember this, that the West, that the current culture that you live in, modern American Christian, is not the spokesman for humanity, is not the spokesman for what's true, right, and good. This is the spokesman for what is true, right, and good. This is our authority. I got myself in my hand, in case you're just listening, a big, thick study Bible. And I share this because, at the end of the day, all this exposes something about the world. There is no such thing as a true diversity of thought culture. I know in America we want to try to play like it's possible, but it's not possible. Someone's values are going to be the ones that win. Someone's values are going to be forced on others, whether it be a web designer or cake baker or a flower shop owner, such as the lady up in Seattle who was forced out of business because she did not want to provide flowers for a gay wedding. Someone's values are going to win. And 
everyone is trying to win in their values. So as Christians, I think we need to stop feeling bad when we share our values. We need to stop being silenced through shame because the culture seems to not be okay with us. Good, good that they're not okay with us. Because guess what, friends? I've read the end of this book. Christ wins. His values win. And the great Babylon of the end times, which we talked about in the Revelation study on this channel, that might just be America or at least the cultural West that literally exports sexual immorality around the world and dines in luxury at the expense of children and the innocents. Yeah, that country goes down big time in the end. Just read it for yourself at the end of Revelation. More hilarity, though, out of the World Cup. The powerhouse German team, which I think they won the World Cup like four World Cups ago or whatever, they also fell into the virtue signaling camp. They decided that they were going to wear an arm patch in support of LGBTQIA plus people. And they were told by the Catharians, no, you're not allowed to. So in a symbolic gesture of support for the LGBT group, the whole national German powerhouse soccer team covered their mouth in a symbolic gesture to stand for what they believe, diversity and mutual respect. And if they couldn't wear the armband, they would put hands over their mouth, signifying that they were being denied the right to speak. Blah, 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 blah. Grown athletic men fighting for the right for other men to have sex with men in a country that they do not live in and does not want their values. What a world we live in. And then, hilariously, Germany lost to Japan. <laughs> the same match where they decided to virtue signal, they lost the game. Which... Japan is a great and wonderful country known for a lot of positive contributions to the world, but good soccer is not one of them. So Germany goes down to Japan after virtue signaling, and these are the Western values of our soccer teams. These are the Western values of our, of our world right now, devoted and fighting for freedom and human rights and liberty, except when it comes to actual human rights, freedom, and liberty, and democracy. <laughs> Which brings me to news out of China. News out of China this week. Protests are breaking out big time against the COVID lockdown measures by at the hands of the communist regime led by President Xi in China. So, so people are uh, whipping out uh, white pieces of paper, holding them up because the white pieces of paper and some of you need to know this. These were the demonstrations of the Hong Kong pro-democracy protesters from 2018. Remember that? Uh, pro-democracy protesters uh, were, were demonstrating against the hostile takeover of the communist regime of Hong Kong. And they held out white papers because nobody could understand what it was. And it was a subtle way of saying we are pro-democracy. And, and so now, as they are protesting... The COVID lockdown measures, by the way, some of which have locked people away in their homes for plus 100 days. Uh, they also send people to these lockdown camps. We've reported it on this channel before. And then this past week, a fire broke out in an apartment building that was under a complete lockdown and several people couldn't get out of the building and burned to death. So protests are breaking out and the protesters are holding up white pieces of paper to say, we want democracy. Here's what's happening in China. This is exciting. Are you ready for this? This is so exciting. Pro-democracy protests are breaking out in China because people want freedom. They want what our country takes for granted right now. And our nation is so utterly committed to spreading freedom around the world, especially when it comes to what people do with their genitals, that in the face of these pro-democracy protests, our president and leaders have said nothing. Yes, CNN reporting that the White House treads carefully as protests unfold in China, as U.S. tries to mend relationships with Beijing. And the LA Times reporting White House watches cautiously as protests over COVID restrictions royal China. Remember, I did do an expose on CNN's celebration of 100 years of communist rule on this channel. You can go back and watch it. So you can't expect much better from CNN. Uh, but we can't be making China mad. After all, they control their population, which is exactly what our cultural overlords want to do with you as they turn this place into Pan Am and control your lives. So in case you're not keeping score, and this is why I do this channel, 
Our country's leaders are very happy to export sexual confusion and marriage redefinition to other countries that do not want it, but will never participate in supporting those other countries that do actually want our values such as freedom and democracy. You got it? Are you keeping score? Honestly, Joe Biden makes me long for the days of Jimmy Carter. This is getting insane. Guess who did have the guts to speak up for the people's liberty in China against the CCP? Guess who stood up? You'll never guess. Well, maybe you will guess. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. He called to an end of these draconian COVID policies for the good of the Chinese people. And by the way, in case you weren't keeping notes from a few weeks ago, Ron DeSantis won re-election in Florida in a massive landslide. The lesson is when leaders stand up for what's right, they win. And when they have the courage to speak the truth, it pays off. Anyway, let's do ridiculous news. Ridiculous. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Whatever happened to standing on guard for your people? <laughs> so you want to talk about the, uh, the I, what I keep referring to as the suicide, the cultural suicide of the West. And one of the big cultural suicide movements is actual suicide. Like <laughs> physician-assisted suicide is a serious thing. And now a Canadian retailer named Simons, which also uh, springs up malls all across our country, um, has created an ad promoting assisted suicide. Now, 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 listen to that again. This is a television or web ad promoting assisted suicide. I'm not joking. I'm going to play the ad. And I want you to ask yourself a question as you watch the ad. Here's the question. Have you watched commercials lately? I've watched commercials. Can I ask you, what kind of people do you see in the commercials? Just, just think for a moment. Let's do a little bit of a thinking game. What, what kind of people? You get the answer? Get the answer in your head? You might want to put it in the comments. Let me know. What proportion of those people? <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going somewhere, so just hang on. Ironically, that same law concerning what we have in regular commercials didn't quite make it to the kill yourself commercial in Canada from Simon's. Watch this video. See if, watch this commercial. See if you can take note of the general population represented in the commercial. Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days, I see bubbles. I see the ocean. I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. Yeah, kill yourself. All is beauty. <laughs> I haven't seen so many white people in a commercial like that since 1998. I'm just saying, if you wanted to know where all the white actors went for commercials, that's where. <laughs> so the kill yourself commercial. Okay, I guess that's their target audience. Who knew? Um, interesting thing. Just... Kind of funny how it all kind of comes together and we get the, the wokeness in so many very creative ways. Um, an episode like this could possibly cause you alarm, could cause you discouragement. Again, that's not the point of this show. The point of this show is to inform you so that you're not taken aback by what you see happening in the world. And also, I want to take a moment to remind you that if you're a Christian, you really have nothing to worry about. If you're a Christian and you are raising Christian children and you are standing by the faith and you're standing on the word and you are getting involved in a local church, your kids might wander for a little while, but they will remember that mom and dad really did know what they were doing. So I want to give you a word, actually not my word. I want you to give you God's word in response to all that we see and all that we take Take what put our eyes on in our culture right now. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 7, verses 1 to 7. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold, they fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither is it in them to do good. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your due 
For among all the wise ones of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Amen. Listen to that first phrase again. Learn not the way of the nations and don't be dismayed at the signs of the heavens because they're dismayed at them. We do not respond the way of the world. We do not freak out. We know that the true king is on his throne. He is the king of the nations. He is our king and he wins in the end. A couple of thoughts in closing is make sure that you realize that our values as Bible-believing Christians are not American values. We got to continue to disconnect here. We're not Americans. We're Christians. We, we're, we're citizens of heaven. And um, our universal, uh, biblical values are universal values for humanity. That's also an important point. We, we shouldn't be ashamed of biblical values at all. They are the biblical values. They are the universal values that God has endorsed. And that's the last point. They have, God has endorsed these values. Don't be ashamed of them. Um, this is so important now more than ever because indoctrination is a real thing. And we're not done with the show, believe it or not. We got one more segment. I know you're excited for a little bit of an extended deep end tonight. So I'll give you, let's do the deep end reviews. Uh, this is actually really cool. I was stumbling, uh, looking for a new Christmas movie. Does anybody go through this like I do with my family? We all watch the same Christmas movies every single year. Like you can only watch um, A Christmas Story and uh, Plain Strains and Automobiles. That's really a Thanksgiving meal mo movie. Um, uh, and um, uh, Christmas Vacation and, you know, all these other. You, you ever do that? You just get kind of stuck into the same stinking movies every single year. Well, we, we were done as a family. And so we decided we gotta, we gotta find a new movie. So we went on Apple TV and I have to say, I can't recommend Spirited enough. This is starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer. And it answers the question, what happened to Ebenezer Scrooge after Christmas morning? But it also asks, answers a, another question. And the question that it asks and tries to answer is, are some people irredeemable? Are some people beyond saving? It's such an important question, considering what we've talked about in this episode, right? And it's such an important question, considering where we are as a culture, because a lot of Christians might want to be tempted to throw their hands up in the air and say, no, it's all over. Let's just wait for Jesus to come. And I would like to suggest, no, we have the answer. And there are no irredeemable people. Christ's power can change them. Now, the answer in Spirited is, of course, an answer that is rooted in, um, you know, doing good and being nice and trying your best to be um, a good person. But ultimately, the answer we know and believe in is that we can't do enough good to be righteous people or changed or redeemed. Only Christ can change us, and we are changed by faith in Him. So here is the trailer playing along with me, and you can see it's pretty funny. It's quite entertaining. I would definitely recommend you turn on Apple TV and watch it with the family, but take it for what it is. It is a secular answer to the question, are some people irredeemable? Of course, as Christians, we believe no, but we, revive, we, re, we arrive at a different answer than the world does. Not do good, but be changed by he who is good. That is Jesus Christ. Also, I'm gonna make a sports recommendation. I have a new favorite rugby team. <laughs> Talk about out of left field. Since the World Cup of Soccer is happening, reminder, next year the World Cup of Rugby happens. And the Fiji National Rugby Team does a tradition uh, that I never knew before until a week ago. Lest we forget that there are other nations where Christianity is, is not considered an outdated joke. The nation of Fiji is a predominantly Christian and very conservatively Christian nation. And before every match, their rugby team gathers together in a huddle, stands on the field, and sings worship to Jesus Christ. I wanted to play it for you. Listen in.
It's beautiful. Strong, mighty men embraced and worshiping Christ. It's just awesome. You just see, in my opinion, the throne of heaven. The nations calling out to Christ, worshiping Jesus. Every tongue, tribe. This is where we are headed. I believe the words of the song are, we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the Lord. We have overcome. By the way, they won the gold medal for rugby at the Olympics last year. And in 2023, the World Cup is coming up. I know who I'm rooting for. I encourage you to join me. It's not all bad. It's all not bad. Actually, there's a lot of good. And you are part of that good if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining me on the episode today. Hey, everybody, coming soon. My new book, Ending Emptiness, is headed to the publishers right now to get finalized and then start selling the book. I'm so excited. If you would join me by supporting the channel at the Cash App, uh, Tim Hatch Live or timhatchlive.com support. Stay tuned for a second. I got a special offer. Please don't go away. Don't click off the show just yet. I've got another special offer. If Balenciaga can do it, I can do it too. I am selling a limited edition of Tim Hatchiaga running shoes. And you can see right there, I have made these up myself. Um, I consider myself a, an artistic designer. And so these are limited edition Tim Hachiaga running shoes. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm cutting the price from $1,500 for the pair to $1,495. So uh, they are right here in my hand. They are gorgeous. They are worn out. They are high-end style. And I would encourage you to consider for the low, low price, again, of $1,495. Limited time only. We're gonna just, we're gonna end the sale tonight for those shoes. <laughs> so, everybody, uh, remember that the deep dive is tomorrow night. We're going to go through the Bible and get our hearts rooted in Christ through 1 Kings chapter 8. I can't wait to break into that content. And then deep question, uh, 10 questions is coming back. I almost said deep questions. 10 questions with Tim is coming back first Thursday of the month. I believe that is actually a week from this Thursday. So make sure you get your questions in. Ask at TimHatchLive.com. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for liking the video, subscribing to the channel. Thank you for giving the beard some love and making sure that you're hitting that notification bell so that this phone that you hold in your hand will always notify you as to when we go live. God bless you guys. Have a great night in Jesus' name. 